What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hope This Is Helpful podcast, where we share our interval perspective about everything and nothing. I am your host, Tierra Harris, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host, Deanna Harris. Let's get into it. Um, we start every episode off with a intimacy card. Let me answer a question. Are we doing that first or are we doing stories first? Let's do this part. Let's do this part first since I already started. The cards we use are the the and skin deep cards. That was another deck I want to get um, instead of this one. All right. So our question tonight is, in what ways do my friends reflect who I am? You want a different question? Yeah, we have one. Okay. It's not the same question. If you could have something in mind, what would it be and why? Your butt. Why would you want my butt? Something nice to grab too. I don't got one. Bones. Um, but you would sit on it anyway. So you would just want a, a yeah, bigger right butt there. to sit on? Oh, you want something more meatier? So you don't got to worry about yeah. wounds and stuff? Would you sit and grab your own butt? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I guess you're... Um, I guess you love research. I don't got it at least. I research certain things, research everything. Right? So I think that that's pretty cool. Um, my answer I have two answers. Well, no, it's not really two answers. I just wanted to say I like your lips. That's so cute. Um, I would want no, I do not want your wheels. I would like a little bit of your tech savviness i mean i don't have to be full-blown like the way you felt about my research i don't know if i need to be full-on techie like you but i could i can use a little bit more of it i think sometimes i feel my age when it comes to technology like even though i feel young with like a lot of other parts of life and being almost 40 that technology be trying to slap me in the face like transparency is the whole relationship. Hmm? The whole relationship. The whole relationship what? Technology inspecting you in the face. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you mean? You feel your age? Like what was you feeling back then then? No, like not actually being close to 40, just like that I'm an 80s baby. Like the difference between like being an 80s baby and a 90s baby, I think is the technology sometimes. Like, I think, I think I, like, I'm almost certain, I would assume that I've always been, like, later to things than probably you have been. Because I think, like, you really embrace it, where I'm kind of, like, until I have to, I'm not going to. <laughs> I I never knew it was a huge thing. I didn't, yeah, I feel like a lot of it. And it could, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just finding something to blame it on. But I feel very much like, I feel like I didn't get my first iPhone until my blackberry ball broke out and i had no choice but to get another phone and i don't even know if that was the iphone i went to at, at that point but then i had a house phone for a really long time just because it was just like it felt like the thing to do like i felt weird to like not have a house phone with like a voicemail to it like an answer machine you forced me to get new phones my phone be moving slow and i'd be like i ain't even gonna say nothing I'm, try to get new phones. I'm not gonna say nothing because i don't feel like it's like having to remember all the passwords like all of that stuff 
I feel like you are so much better at it than I am. And I, like I was just saying before we started recording, I like to feel like you're taking care of me. So there are things that I really lean hard into of like, I'm gonna let my husband have this because it makes me feel very loved and protected. And it makes me feel like this is part of a relationship. But then there's always a thought in the back of my mind that I will be even more lost without you because I don't even... I should make YouTube videos. I don't even try. I should make YouTube videos, but then we just... I was shooting just like for us. Like how back in the day, people would shoot at VCRs and say, son, this is what we do. Yeah, I, you should be like a honey, this is I for should, you. I should do that just because... Honey, this one, this one is for you. It's about this. And just I'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble if the person listens to the podcast. Oh, she's going to see YouTube. You, I think the reason you don't, the reason you had a house phone so long, I'm pretty sure it's mom. Probably. I'm pretty sure mom was like, no. Because I had to switch mom to iPhone. <laughs> I had to make mom get an iPhone because she had the Android, it was giving her all these issues, and she was like, son, help me fix it. I don't know how to fix Android, so I get an iPhone. And now my grandma even got an iPhone, which reminds me, I still did not FaceTime her like I said I was going to do. She gave me an early happy birthday, like seven, eight days early. That was cute. Cute, cute. I love that she thinks about you. Um, okay, so let's move on to... No, she always, but I still no, like it. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 no, I just went back to... Y'all used to have Sunday dinners. Yeah. And I feel like I wonder if Mercedes is going to uh, text you or call you. He he does great with birthdays. Yeah, I, don't I think he does better with the kids, though, than he does, like... Us. It's almost like did you delete us out to put the kids in as if like it overlapped? Well, you know his phone back in the day, his flip phone, my dad never switch all the content. <laughs> I had to help him with his phone. I've just been the technology person for everybody. I mean, it is how we met. I'm just tech. Like, well, had I'm I been more tech savvy, we're, we probably we may not even be here. That's why I don't teach. Like, no, I probably, I'm good at. I probably would have still been here because that was a whole virus. I don't think I would have been that tech savvy. Mm. Next segment, stories about our daughter. As I say in almost every episode, this is a form of content that you do not get to see her in. So we like to share stories about her so you guys get to know all of us a little bit better. Would you like to go first, my love? Did I share the one about her telling me to do my thing whenever I need to because I had spasms? I thought like I did. I can't remember. So I uh, um I don't know if you get demonetized. I'm trying not to get ever get demonetized. So mm-hmm. I use herbal essence, not the one for your hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my spasms, more so, not for recreational use that much. Um, so one day I had like a spasm, a random spasm come out of nowhere. So Noah's like, "You need to go smoke, Daddy." It's like, what? Like I mean, my daughter. I'm open with my daughter about using marijuana. I don't sugarcoat it. I let her know what it's for. Um, let her know that she's not of age. She knows what not to touch, what to touch. Um, that good stuff. But she was like, Daddy, you need to go smoke. She's like, actually, Daddy, you need to smoke morning, noon, and night. Whenever you feel like having a spasm, you need to go smoke. I was like, it just felt weird. It was like, it's decent to be, you know, open and a 420 parent and her understanding what it's what it's for. But it was just still the stigma. was like, I can't just go out on the street saying, Daddy, you need smoking? Oh, that's my story. <laughs> that's like that's like when I give her her magnesium, her calm gummies, and she accidentally gets two, and she be like, "Mommy, you can take one too." Sometimes you be frustrated, you can take one. Too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my story about Noelle. This week I had to take her to a doctor's appointment, 
and we went to the children's hospital and we ended up playing the children's hospital to have a big playground right in front of the main entrance of the hospital. Excuse me. So she was playing at the playground and it was uh, International Women's Day. And there was another uh, black black girl with her dad. And, you know, they became friends. So they're playing on the playground. They're doing all of these things together. But the girl is a little bit smaller than Noelle. I would say maybe if Noelle's four feet tall, maybe she was like three and a quarter, three and a half feet tall. Oh, y'all was the same size. Hmm. Oh, me and the little girl was the same size? <laughs> so they were climbing up a part of the, the playground that was kind of like a ladder, but, you know, playgrounds, they be looking different sometimes. And they, Noelle went to do it first, and then she thought that she couldn't do it. So then the little girl was like, oh, I can't do it either. Mm-hmm. So then her dad was like, you can do it. I'm sure you guys can do it. So then Noelle figured out how to do it, mastered it, went up the ladder. And when she got to the top, she says to the little girl, if I can do it, you can do it. Come on, friend. And then when they got to the top, the dad was like, girl power. So then they're yelling out, girl power. <laughs> and that became like their theme the whole time they played was to keep yelling out, girl power. <laughs> but it was really cute. It was like, I feel like sometimes we don't always get to see our work when it comes to her. Like the things that, their affirmations we instill in her, the lessons we're constantly trying to teach her. And it feels like she doesn't really want to learn them. Like, I feel like we don't always get to see them like actually yeah blossom and that was one of those moments where i was like look at her and then it also felt very much like look at her growing up so speaking of growing up our topic for today is how Mm. has our goals changed from beginning of our relationship till now because i feel like we we growing up let's talk about what 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 were, our, what were our goals when we first got married? Uh, <laughs> we were supposed to travel every year. Um, I just thought about most of the heart. We definitely wanted to move down south. Yeah. That was a big, big thing we wanted to do. Um, we knew we wanted to have one kid. We thought we were going to stay at the condo forever. Yes, we did. It was like we never get on our big windows, never get on the eighteenth floor living. Our bellhop. I miss um, the condo. I, don't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do with the house stuff, but I still I'm how proud of our house sometimes. You're not proud of our house. I said I'm proud of my house oh. sometimes. Like you know, the stuff I was outside today. Like oh, gotta take care of some stuff. Um, I know one of them was like to be able to. Like stay happy and not basically try not to go through stuff. Mm. Um, might have been young and naive, not naive, but that might have been young. Um, Sorry, I can't think. Of, no, that's fine. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I'm gonna. Can I say something to that? Young and naive. Yeah. I I think what made us young and naive was um, lack of understanding. I I think. Well, part of it was, I think our premarital counseling, I don't think I learned that there was a difference between premarital counseling as like a Christian and a church versus marital, like marital Mm -hmm. counseling, marital therapy. Yeah. And so I think we went into it thinking. It was the spiritual. Like, oh, we were ready and 
the goal of let's stay happy versus having to like work back to it work back to it seemed like enough but there wasn't actual steps behind it and it wasn't any understanding or knowledge of how to put like actionable steps behind yeah. it so yeah i will say i mean maybe that does make us young and naive i think it's interesting i don't know i, I think it's um how we arrived here well it's, it's also product of our environments we didn't have well, you mean your mom was married for a little bit but you know what i'm saying like there was no marriages for us to look up to yeah so, like there is no our i feel like our basis was off of our church yeah, and yeah. for us, we didn't we didn't even at that time feel like we were getting enough for marriage at the time from the church. And I don't think they taught us church. taught us much more outside of yeah. that. Like I think everything that had to do with marriage was more the spiritual level of um, like not breaking your covenant mm-hmm. um, and being prepared, but not uh, really like realistic things. Like, and I think, again, part of it could have been growing our family, moving, because I think the couple that did our premarital counseling, we stayed in touch with them for such a long time and we would have meals with them and kind of go over things. So it would have been interesting to see what um, wisdom we would have gotten from them with, with some of the harder things that we endured after like leaving Philly, after mm-hmm. the pandemic, like, you know, some of the stuff that we kind of felt lost with but then we also had the struggle of not consistently staying with the therapist yeah because we did have a therapist very early on and for reasons that were kind of out of our control like if the way she took her payments changed and then we you know if she didn't take flex spending and we were using flex spending Mm -hmm. it was kind of like you know so um and then us thinking that we were good for such a long time um Thinking we not realizing thinking we were. Like, it was, it was, I think it was hardly me. Like I thought I was okay. But I think we also didn't realize some of the stuff we were sweeping under the rug. We we're going to end up being such big mounds of yeah. like stuff underneath the rug. But yeah, those were you named all things I didn't even think about when I thought about this topic. I thought, okay, so let me name mine then, since that's probably easier. When I thought of this topic the goals that I thought had changed. So when it came to first being married, my, I don't even feel like I really had a goal. And I'm thinking of um, like personal goals, work goals. Oh. Like, I think it was just like, oh, yeah, I, no I think we, because of how our engagement went, the goal was to just be married. Mm-hmm. Like we, I felt like we were, it was so many things being thrown at us that it felt like we had something to prove to just actually Same make it matter. to the altar. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then I think we kind of just went into like, we ran this race to get to the altar that once we got married, we just kind of like exhaled and just enjoyed our own little world that it wasn't even anything to set. It was like, we're, we're here. We're happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going to work today. Oh, not working today. We get to hang out and be best friends. Okay. Going back to work today. Like it was just kind of that. And then the goal became to become parents. Yeah. And then, you know, I think after that it was, it changed to, um, I had health issues right after that. But I think for me, it changed to how do I keep taking care of them? Cause I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. It was like, okay, now I want to, I want to keep working and I want to keep providing for them, but I don't want to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think that became my goal mentally of like, what's next? Like financially, I guess I would say. Um, Cause yeah, we, I was happy in the condo and I, and again, 
I do miss it, but I also love our house. I, I'm glad that we did move when we did move because now we have way more space than we would have had, especially as she's getting older. She's in a great school. And then now the next goal is even bigger, right? Every time we keep thinking that what we have is enough, it's like we're so happy in this little space, and which I think is not a bad thing. This space is big. It ain't little. This space? Yeah, you know, wheelchair is big. But then it's, I, it's nice size. I'm not gonna say it's it's not small. It's nice size. I think it's small for a house. But we're so happy in our small house that if we never if we never made it to the big house, I wouldn't be that disappointed. You know, like I feel like because we're healthy and we're all happy here. It would just be a matter of how to make it work. But yeah. I also so to that point. I think the way that my goals have changed, which has changed some of our goals, is that I have allowed myself to dream bigger. I have allowed myself to understand and realize that I can desire more and I don't have to live in, I guess, what may be considered a poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. I think I've always kind of lived to make sure because my bills were paid and because we were healthy and because everybody seemed to be happy that that was supposed to be enough. And now to actually say the sky's the limit and believe it feels very joyful, but also very uh, filled with a lot of curiosity. And it's a very new place to be in to say, yeah, we said at one time we would travel every single year and we really haven't. And then now it's kind of like, we really could travel every year. Like, why can't we? Let's figure out how to make it work. Instead of just saying it, it's like, let's figure out how to yeah, make the, how to yeah, actually yeah. do this. Like, so I feel like that's for me is one of the biggest changes when it comes to our goals is just the belief that these goals can be, you know, whatever I want them to be, but then also making sure that I'm in a place of, is this what God wants for me? And how am I still in line with his purpose? Because again, and I'm not trying to bash the church or the particular church we came from. I think because of where our, I hope this is fair to say, because of where our church was located, um, the community that lived in that area, you have to kind of feed your people. So for those people at that time, it could have been enough to say, Let's find peace. Let's find joy with what we have. Because for some of those people, that may be all they ever have. And so if you're coming up there and you're teaching people to to think about the life, mm -hmm. think about the world in a certain way that may not provide them any sense of hope or any sense of um, any reason to keep going, that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. Or that, you know, I'll leave it at that. That wouldn't be fair. And so I think now moving out of feeling like we moved out of that sense of poverty to a certain extent. Like, again, like you said, we are a two parent household. That's not something either one of us grew up with. Mm -hmm. We both have the capability and ability to make money, to be able to, you know, find ways to make money and find ways to make money that align with what it is that we desire for our family, what our, what our overall goal is for what our family should look like. I think that that kind of changes those dreams a little bit because 
um, for me, it changes it, but it's also hard because I don't know how to, I'm not comfortable in it either. Yeah. Cause I don't know what that, I haven't heard messages like, and maybe I have, and maybe they just, at that time, I just couldn't understand it or relate to it. So it was trying to find that balance of, I want to serve God's will and I want to serve his purpose for my life, but I also want to dream really, really big. And I'm trying to find those things that make both things true. It takes time. I think for me, my goals have changed. Uh, I was a bum. I mean, I know I was a stay-at-home dad, but I felt kind of useless. Um, I tried college like three times. It just never stuck for some reason. For some reason or another, it was something going on. Either, I think initially it was my grades and then some of the accessibility, money. Then it just, it, it never worked for me. Um, so for me now, my, the, the thing that changed is seeing that I actually can do, I can actually have gainful employment. Um, the goal was originally when Noel turned three, yeah, for three, whenever she was around three, I was supposed to figure out something. Um, up until she turned three, I had no idea what I was going to do. It was, it was nothing. I had not a clue. And then I think the therapist that ghosted me, she, uh, mentioned on like a boot camp. Um, and that's how I got started. Um, and now I kind of know we can do whatever we want to do because um, not as easy to find a job, but with a little bit of hard work and prayer, you can get whatever job you want to get. Um, so for me, my goal is my goal is to as non-narcissistically say it, just to make all the dreams happen. Um, figure out how to take care of us, how to provide and how to Make these girls dream. They got big dreams, dog. I just try and get a new Tesla or something. They, they got big dreams. So, just try to make their dreams come true, and just knowing that it's it's possible. Like I, I really, I thought it was I, I thought it was a big big pipe dream. Mm. I thought it, I mean that's just being real. I did not. Every day I kind of be like I'm not where I'm supposed to be at. Like I'm not. I don't. And I mean I know there's a lot of other people that do it, but I just feel like for me it just, uh, it was never on my radar. And that sounds so horrible to say, like, it just sounds horrible to say, but it was just, I didn't know it could happen. I really didn't know it could happen, especially with no education, no previous experience. And with God and hard work, I tur- like, it, it turned into experience. I got recruiters hitting me up for stuff now, so it's, it's good knowing that um, the decision to get married, be a husband, be a father, with no... I have not too many examples. I had my grandfather. He was married. He was a father. Uh, he just didn't talk that much. So for me, I always feel like I'm kind of winging it out here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always just winging it and figuring life out as it go. And it, it's hard, but I'm trying to do it. So for me, it's that I don't even. I, I feel like I deviated, but my I feel like the goal for me just keeps changing. It's just keep growing, keep evolving. I look at Noel all the time, and it's like got to. She's got to figure out how to do everything for her. Make sure she have everything she need and want so she can be the best human she want to be. Mm-hmm. And like that, that just kind of drives me just looking at, just looking at it. I don't have, like, we don't have that conversation. Just looking at it and just seeing, made a kid, dog. Like you got somebody responsible for it. Like that's yours. And then you got to make sure they're good. Make sure they got health insurance. Make sure they got food. Make sure they got clothes. Like, 
that curiosity about who she could be if we if we can provide yeah. well and allow her to be free is yeah it drives me a lot like i'm really curious to see like who she will become and i'm thankful for our village because our village definitely steps out like you know the people always say it takes a village and you just hear all that bro that village definitely helps the village definitely makes things happen while you still try to make it happen, I think that's the beauty. That's I think that's why our village works so well. It's not we like none of nobody just asking for a handout. Oh yeah, nobody's just having kids just sitting there doing like all all the kids is doing something. All the kids is gifted and smart, and yeah. To what you were saying about you always thought it was like a pipe dream. I does I always desired to be a housewife. Like I thought I wanted to like I wanted to be a stay at home mom and do all of the things but then when we met and I was just I just kind of took it as like okay God was God's plan for me was different and it was never an issue it was never me I was never bitter about it I was never resentful about it it was okay how can I make this work then like at least she has a parent that's home with her if it's not me then who's better than for it to be her dad you know this person that I love and so I always had this goal of like, I just need to find this job that fits these degrees I already have because I didn't want to go back to school. And how can I do all of these things to take care, take care of these two people? And I think one of the new goals is finding as much balance as I possibly can and what it is that I'm going to do. And I think that's one of the things you learn too is having these career goals should align with who we mm-hmm. want to be as individuals, who we want to be as parents, and who we want to be in our roles as husband and wife. And so now those things come into consideration, not just the money. is is also, like you were saying recently, if you don't mind me sharing, it's like wanting a job that I, I just went to work, I made my money, and then I get to go home. Okay. I don't have to use my brain as much. I don't have to be studying things outside of work. I don't have, I can leave work at work. And so like that almost became like a dream and a desire of how much of this can we really do? Like falling in love with podcast. I love doing this podcast. I love creating content and then kind of letting that be um, part of the goal and part of the dream is how much of this can we really do together? Because I think, again, once we learned about the things we were sleeping under the rug that we were pretending like they didn't exist actually removing all of those things and making our relationship feel so much lighter, so much more intimate, so much more sacred. It's kind of like, I can work with you too. Like we don't have to just be husband and wife. What if there's a possibility that we can really be a team and within that team comes all of the things that we are desiring, which one of them I shared with Leon was, you know, what if we did, what if we became entrepreneurs and then we decided to homeschool her so that way we could do all of the things we want to do, travel places that we want to travel and teach her through travel? Because that is one of my goals is to not let her just learn in the classroom. She at currently is in love with nature and I'm trying to really love it and embrace it more. And there's so many more ways to learn that I think we weren't taught. Yes. So now, again, not only is it like, Believing that I can do all of these things that I didn't think that I could do and allow myself to dream big. It's like, I, I'm i like pulling at everything that I can because it's like, oh, they, there's actually like homeschooling, nature-based like programs. Like what else is there out there that, because I, you know, you just want to, you don't want it to just be what you think it's supposed to be. 
Like, for example, I was sharing a story about her playing on the playground um, after her doctor's appointment. And I was actually really excited about it because I was allowing her to choose being outside and being out versus being inside, even though she had gymnastics. And even that thought to say, we've been, you know, one of the things we've been programmed to believe is the kids need something to do after school because when you did grow up with one parent and honestly, I mean, it was enough of us that my mom didn't put us in activities. Cause we just, she was like, y'all all stay in the house and keep the door locked. But like some people, some parents put their kids in activities cause they need somewhere to go until they get off of work. Well, that's not a problem for us because I'm always home. Mm-hmm. But even the idea of like, Oh, I can put my kid in any activity that I want her to because financially it's not a concern. She can do whatever it is that she's interested in, but it's also learning that, there's so much beauty to just spending time outside versus mm-hmm. signing her up for something that has to be structured. Like what if we don't have to even do it that way? And it's allowing ourselves to know that that's a thing. Like, <laughs> like it's so a lot of these things and growing and learning in the years that we have been together has allowed our goals to change, not just for ourselves individually, but for who we are as husband and wife. Like, you know, again, we talked about, a trip every year. We I actually wanted to do two trips every year. Yeah. A husband and wife trip I, I and then was, a family I trip. Like, how sway when she was saying that? I was like oh, And know. I mean it still seems a little hard right now, but it seems a little it could be doable. It could be doable, just different than what we expected. I think back then we'd be like trip trip. Like now it's like road trip. Yeah. And I mean and that's also understanding that some things are just a season that you're in. Yes. And it's a way to make it all work within the season that you're in. Because I think once you embrace the fact that this is the season I'm in, that makes it a little bit more easier and a little bit more realistic and a little bit more acceptable than to be disappointed that you didn't get to do what it is that you thought you wanted to do. But because I think our overall goal is to be happy and to be healthy and to make sure that she um, is not in a place of being traumatized by anything, that kind of changes some of those goals that, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we may want to be on the island somewhere, wait for her for seven whole days, but it's like, who's she going to be with? Who's she, she going to be, be with for seven whole days that we, yeah, that's not an inconvenience to them that she still gets to go to school. Like, it's just, it's being okay with that having to be a little bit different because of what our, our values are years. behind all of these goals. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, in a few more years, it might change, but we've also been really happy. Like, we've been able to connect despite not being able to go as, on as many vacations as we, we want to. We have to. We got to figure it out. We have to figure it out and have to set boundaries because she really be like, y'all snuggling? I want to snuggle too. Girl. <laughs> Anything else, my love? I had something. Hmm? I had something. I forgot. You forgot? Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation about goals and how they changed over the years. Drop some in the comment section if you guys can relate, if we helped you to realign some of your goals or maybe some of your values. Let us know what you think. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.